0: I'm Justin
1: Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics.
0: And I'm Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. You're listening to Snakes and Stogies. The only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco.
1: All things reptile related.
0: And the people who love them.
1: As part of the Repeticulture Network.
2: I don't know what episode
1: I labeled this as. For some reason, like... THP and Snakes and Stogies numbers are getting crisscrossed now and I'm like episode 177 of Snakes and Stogies and I'm like wait a second it's Still not a- too many too many episodes but here's one more because it is uh, Snakes and Stogies episode 142 which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com right right yonder yep and then uh, check out the Puget Sound Pythons as well Facebook and Instagram so two awesome sponsors that you definitely need to be following and checking out blackbox.com blackboxcages.com and then check them out also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm sorry. I'm nervous because we have Dustin Gron and Brandon Valentine here.
0: The dynamic duo.
1: The Buzztail brigade as I so Fuck.
0: lovingly called them. That is a great name.
1: Is it either that or like. The Crotalis crew, or something, but that seemed a little, a
0: little no. Weird. I like the Buzztail Brigade, it's good.
1: I thought so too, because I mean, we all like rattlesnakes here, so I was like, why not
0: so. jumping out of helicopters with a parachute? That's right, music in the background. Always, oh. what's new? What's new? Um, honestly, not that much. Um, Got a lot of animals, so excited. I, I got a lot of animals uh freaking out because I got a hurricane on the horizon, and I don't know if they're excited because it's that time of the year and they start to smell each other, or if they're like, Holy shit, there's a storm going, we gotta get the hell out of here. Um, so yeah, that's going on. And I uh realized that Woma Pythons are not for me because my Uh-oh. my Woma passed away.
1: What Yeah. Oh, shit
0: yep and oh, uh, it ate three times which was a pain Sorry, man, but sucks. yeah I appreciate it but gentlemen uh, ate three times which was good and promising uh, rat, frozen thawed rat pinks I mean it took some convincing but I got him and then she had a she went to a bad shed and I wound up leaving her be she refused and then I soaked her peeled some off her neck took care of the tail noticed there was like a kink in the tail tip which I normally don't Thinking thing of, but who knows? It could be something deep down inside. And then uh, this morning, she was upset now. So I think that uh, I think that may have been the uh, sucks the straw that breaks the woma back for me. So I gave it a valent effort, but what are we gonna do?
1: Yeah, that blows, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: How's but, the baby gecko doing though? Oh, the baby gecko's dude, stellar. I, you know, I'm putting the crickets in, and they're disappearing. And I'm like, all right, well, clearly it's eating them but I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. So I am not one to tweezer feed geckos. Um, it's just, I don't have that kind of patience. I just don't. And I was like, you know what? I'll do one. I'll do one. What, what, what could one hurt? And I did it. And I was like, this is so cool. And the, the cricket's like half the size of its head. And it's like, it's friggin' adorable. So it, it's going good. It's going good. I was you still just have to, the one. Yeah. Dude, just, just one dude. I haven't, produced anything in a very very long time and uh these geckos right. were giving me shit for two years so i got one and it's yeah. good enough for me
3: it's better than my frisk out so
0: <laughs> <laughs> and dude I, your geckos are stellar man all of them but specifically the knobs man stellar
3: yeah i'm giving them a better go this year they're they're getting pretty cold right now so
0: we'll see excellent excellent oh, so that's enough about me what about you gentlemen
1: Nothing new here.
0: No news is good news. That's right. By the way, kudos to uh, Skylar and Stefani. Like, hell of an episode.
1: Dude, that was... That hell was, of an episode. I enjoyed that one a lot. And as you can tell, it
0: wore it. it rubbed off on me
1: because I've I'd, I'd been going even harder on the Ackies.
0: It's great, man. It's absolutely great. Making progress. What are, what are you smoking tonight?
1: So, actually, I did, did. Did your cigar from Vic come today? It did because mine did too. So I was like, yes. he, he was going to send it. I said, We'll get them and we'll smoke them together. Uh, it is a Kiki Momo, which is a brand I am unfamiliar with. I've not had, but it looks pretty damn tasty. I'll tell you it's what, got a couple different wraps on it. It looks like
0: it smells phenomenal it looks gorgeous. The, the wrapper has this intricate inlay of different colored tobacco kind of has like a Darth Maul thing going on. And when I cut the cap, it was such a flawless cut. Like, I mean, it's kind of hard to see on this camera, but no fray, no cracking, no nothing. Just so far. So good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to light it, but yeah, these came from, uh, from Vic and, uh, we can't thank you enough, brother. That's right.
1: I've had mine uh chilling with a Baveda pack for the last what's today? It came in Saturday, so it's been getting some some rehabilitation just in case.
0: Yeah. And I love the band. A a cigar fit for royalty. I like it. Looks good. So we're gonna give these a spin.
1: That's that's right. Where'd my lighter
0: go? And and you gentlemen on the bottom of the screen, what adult vice are you partaking in this evening?
3: Uh, Sierra Nevada wild little thing. It's like a sour ale. It's pretty good.
0: Nice. Dude, I'm I'm into the sours as of lately, man. I am.
3: Every once in a while, they're pretty good.
0: And I see I those red X's. Know. Dos X. Dos X. I'm mm-hmm. yeah, from too. Jamaica. <laughs> Say a beer from Jamaica <laughs> Oh man So we got a lot of cool stuff Lined up for tonight um, Smithy, how do you want to Quarterback this
1: Like Ray Finkel um, I wanted to get some People in here so we're at like 23 people Checked in at the moment so we can go ahead And do our weekly um, Swagathon Got some some cool stuff. So we got the, the Snakes and shirts that we kind of showed off uh, last week. Tonight, I have a THN hat in white thread. Whoa. Been, Cammie's been experimenting some. Usually we can't do the thread on the front because of the seam on these structured hats, but we've been playing around with it a bit, and we got it. This is a large-slash-XL
0: everyone's jumping on the Ray Finkel jokes. <laughs> and then Bill Bradley says, he found Captain Winky.
1: I got <laughs> a coyote brown beanie with a black THM. Whoa, look at that. I got a that... black with red. Oh my, oh my. And then I've got the traditional. These look This run that. of beanies is different from the last. The logo is much bigger on these oh. than it was in the first run, so... That's.
0: I figured we'll go
1: ahead and we'll do the stuff, and then whoever wins can pick what they want.
2: That's pretty awesome. Because I have
1: T H P shirts too. I have those are in the other room, Um, but I have snakes and stogie shirts and some other stuff right here. So they are real because Mike Kosicki won last week and uh, yeah
0: i mailed out keller's stickers and either that poop head has some slow mail or he has not told me he received them so
1: he got them because he was wearing a shirt at the show in Colombia over the weekend
0: yeah no i'm saying the stickers that i mailed him.
1: yeah i'm saying i'm sure he got them because
0: oh then he's just a poop face
1: yep yep it's keller yep, he's in here somewhere keller. he's probably lurking so
0: of course he does it oh so well
1: oh let's see all right are we ready do so you guys know the rules?
0: Yep, Price is Right.
1: Um, <coughs> that's right. I have it set up differently this time, so we can sort of just—I have it pre-ready to go. Um, if you if you know it, say it. Dustin and and Brandon are more than welcome to hop in there. If you can guess the species. If not, if we can get a genus after so many seconds. Oh,
0: Billy Bill Jenkins with, a, with, a, with a, a, a valiant attack.
1: No Jenkins. False. No Google image searching. No cheating.
0: By the way, you'd mentioned that uh, last week about the reverse Google search thing. I had no idea what that was, and then... Yeah. I had to find this picture at work. Yep. And one of my coworkers who's obviously more tech savvy than I am, he says, No, you just do this, you click it and you drag it. And I was like, son of a gun. I had no idea. I thought you had to like actually go into like some database or yeah,
1: something. Yeah, no, I use it at work all the time for um like certain elements of, of designs and stuff people want. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty nifty. It works pretty well most of the time. So it is not a waggler eye. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Gillen got it. Really? It is a Jansen Eye And Boom. I feel like I, I kind of I did like a Riddler thing where in the little teaser on Instagram I had a video of my Jansen eye and I was like, maybe someone will decode my uh my my Da Vinci code.
0: Nice, nice. Tell them what they want, Johnny. You gonna show the whole photo? I
1: I will after all of them. Um I was getting my cigar lit. I did I sent a box out to Gillen today. Nice up in Canada. It's going all the way to British Columbia.
0: BC, baby.
1: Send him some I sent him some extra stuff. Some extra extra goodies. That's good. Because I was like, shipping's expensive. You know, so I I hooked it up a little bit.
0: We are a generous podcast.
1: Are we ready for number two? Ooh, this one I think Ooh. is the toughest one out of all of them.
0: It is. It looks like it could be one type of animal, and then it You're... looks like it could be another type of animal. I'm
1: gonna let you know now. You're gonna zig when you should zag.
0: I know this one's. This one when, when <laughs> you it, look so at
1: gas. The... <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you look at this photo right here, it it. It makes you want to think it's X. When yep. Really? It's like yep. Q. That's why I picked it. And that was know.
1: this one was kind of a tough one because it was hard yeah. to find a picture that wasn't super um like obviously obvious? I mean, this isn't this yeah. isn't like a, a morph or anything different from the from the normal uh, species, but I was like, let's uh, let's let's zoom it in a bit. I almost included the eyes, but I was like, that's gonna that's gonna give it away.
0: Yeah, and I, I like this part of the animal that you picked because it it really the defining shape doesn't help at all. <laughs> you know what not I mean? Not
1: an alligator. It is not a Timor python. Brandon Gron. not Bothrops.
3: I have no idea. Old world viper.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm getting.
1: See, then the trick is working, Phil.
0: It is. See, is not, I, I got to be honest. I, I, first things <laughs> first, I thought it was there's this one particular uh, Indonesian species of toad. And that's what I first thought.
1: It is a snake. I will say that. It's not Jake's toes.
2: <laughs> if they broad-head. looked like
1: that, I would be very concerned.
2: Um, <laughs> Oh, i think
3: i think i know what it is
0: Throw it i don't know the there, name man. though yeah let's let's hear it gron
3: what's that that it was like a newly discovered rat snake in china
1: no no it does look very oh, yeah. similar it does, to that it though. does it does yeah it's not a temple viper so we had so um ball python's nine i think was the closest are we are we i mean we,
0: the ball python's nine was is pretty close it close. depends on
1: who you ask, okay. So yeah. we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and call it Bothrops. I guess it is technically, it will forever be Bothriopsis. Yes. In my opinion. I would concur. It is uh Bothriopsis Teniatus or Teniata, whichever one it is now. So I'll show the full picture in a minute. We'll get to the third one. So ball pythons nine. Um, we will I will message you and uh no, it's not a proto-Bothrop's killer, and you're late. Nice you try, are. though. It's it's the right colors. It is the right colors. Yeah. So, number three. A little bit of a curveball. This one is going to be a little tough, too, because people are going to... Felsuma,
3: Pai, Shemmy. <laughs> or... or not Felsuma. Um, um, oh. What the fuck? Oh. Uh, the leaf tails, what the fuck are they?
0: Ooh. Come on, Gron!
3: You're a platus.
2: <laughs>
3: You're a, You're a pie, the cork bark. Yes, Peach
1: <laughs> man eye.
0: That's it. Peach man eye. We'll take it. All right. Easy money. Gron got, got the it. I was like on that here. one. Yep.
1: That one. I was like <laughs> softball. <laughs> right, people, softball. People, fucking people are gonna know it's your platus, but I went with a species that's a probably my favorite out of that whole group and. A little more obscure. A little more obscure. So,
0: honestly, man, you, you shouldn't have shown the tail. I wanted. I to know, just, but I was like, just show yeah the That's what i gave it away. Like the back of them could be anything. It could be a crocodilian. It it, it could be you know, uh, tricolored notice. It, it could be anything. Or just the tail. Oh yeah, right. Just the tail. All right, so let's see these whole pictures, man. I'm
1: trying to bring it up. Hold your horses. I've already given you permission to get to Google Slides. Oh, my God.
0: Sorry.
1: Okay. Removing that one. Adding this one.
0: Hey, look at that sunshine.
1: Yep, that's a that's the wonderful, lovely greeting you'll get uh from a from a and I if you've you've pissed it off enough, which doesn't take much. If they can run they will, but if they can't, this is what they do and they are ready to uh to absolutely annihilate. I was uh messing around earlier with the Ackies and I heard this like rustling, and I looked up, and one of them was shedding. I think it was the female, because like the ferns and stuff were like shaking around and moving. And I'm like, what the hell's going
0: on? So don't go into the long grass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Donisoma jansenai. personal favorite, very cool species that I I need to put more effort into getting the breeding thing figured out. Bothriopsis teniata, teniatus. Like I said, That's if I cool. showed the eye on that, I think I, that would have given it away to anybody that knows. Um, yeah, so. Very cool South American species. I think they are now Bothrops, officially, along with the Bilineata, which is also goofy, because if you see those, they look... other Aside from, like, the overall head shape, they look nothing like Bothrops. Yeah. So. These guys have ridiculously long fangs, too, in in ratio to their head, so... Very cool, thin, strange, arboreal-ish species, like I said, from South America. Um, I don't think they've been described terribly long. I think they've only, within the last, like, 10 or 20 years, maybe, have they been discovered And I don't know. I think the, the common name is, like, a speckled forest pit viper. But... Very cool. Um, some of them have more of a white color than the pink, or uh, not pink, the yellow. Um, but they all really have this crazy, like, cryptic eye patterning that matches the face, and so they're pretty neat. I like them. P and Cody have some. Very they're pretty cool. gnarly. And then cork bark. Euro Europlatus Pishmanai.
0: Dude, those toes, man. Those toes get me.
1: Yeah, these things are crazy, man, because you put these on cork bark and literally they just disappear.
0: It's, it's wild. so cool. Huh? Like, People the, even discovered them.
1: The fact that nature can even get something to look so close to its environment is just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, with such accuracy in terms of the texture and the color and the pattern, it's just... I mean, that's the case with pretty much all your platys, you know, like fimbriatus and stuff like that blend in. Um and uh, is that the Mossy? The Fimbriatus? The
0: Fimbriatus is the giant.
1: Am I thinking of uh Sequoia mossy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. So, very cool. Um, Gron, I'll get with you and we are done. You can let me know what you want. Um, yes, I believe. So the babies and the adults, I don't believe there's any any difference in terms of color or anything like that, the, the babies pretty much come out as miniatures. Um, from what I understand, I, I could be wrong. I haven't seen really any Europlatus that have any crazy ontogenetic shift or anything. So, Not really. They are super cool. And you spell, so Peach eye if there's anybody that wants to, to look it up, it's uh, P-I-E-T-S-C-H- M is it two M's? S C H M A N N I, I believe. So, oh,
0: it's a great start.
1: (laughs) What did Bill say? What do you think it would cost to get a hose after Jake's toes? (laughs)
3: Oh, God. Oh, poor guy.
1: What's happening over there on the West Coast?
3: Not much. Just work. It's getting cold. So, not a whole lot of snakes. We had a cold front like the past two days, but it was warm today and it brought some snakes out. Found that gopher yeah, in my driveway. The crazy gopher. My way home. That's pretty cool. That thing
1: was a beast.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, he's awesome. lived here he's for a long around. time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've seen him like I saw him twice this year, but I've been watching that thing for like five years now.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. That's, to, like, yeah, that's cool. Be able to do that, you know?
1: Well,
3: but other than that, just pairing up on... some animals, getting stuff cooled down.
1: We've had uh we've had Gron on previously on THP. Um I believe he's been in on the Snakes and Stogies episode a time or two.
0: Yeah, no, that's my right. first one. Is this it? your first one? No way.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, Pretty we're sure. good.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so we've talked about him a plenty. He's one of our favorite uh, favorite people over there on the on the opposite side of the the country. Hands down. And uh, but. We are also joined by Mr. Brandon Valentine, who is uh, also over in, in Gron's Neck of the Woods, and they do a good bit of herping together. Um, you're both in Arizona. How far apart? Yes. Uh,
3: like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about an hour and a half.
4: Not too far. Nice.
3: I'm down in um, Tucson. He's in Phoenix.
1: Love trying it. to where that is on a map.
4: Come on, it's man! southeast compared. Phoenix is more. It's more western. It? almost. Yeah, more center. Center Arizona, south center. Hmm. I don't know. I
1: want to go out there, especially after Phil and and the gang went out there. Uh, I just I want to see, I want to see some rattlesnakes. I didn't get my fill in Texas. Didn't get my fix. And uh, frankly, the stuff in Arizona, like Arizona has nicer, cooler rattlesnakes than Texas does.
0: It, it does. Got to be uh, honest. Like anybody Arizona. can deny I mean, We that. have
3: more. <clears throat> yeah. We have more, too. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, though, man, I, I have to scroll through my pictures for work because I take a lot of pictures from my work. And I, I always scroll back. And like I see from just a couple months ago, man, it's like, oh, fuck, we were just there. It's, uh, right here, hey, that man. Was a, right, right in the fields.
3: I know that was an exceptional trip too. Like we, we, we killed it. We knocked it out of the park,
0: legit. legit. Especially
3: for being early season. Like it was, yeah. it was a good. I one. mean, don't get me
0: wrong. I'm still royally butthurt that you guys got the freaking trifecta in a weekend. I'm, 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 I'm butthurt that I couldn't <laughs> be part of that. But seven croats in seven days, seven different croats in seven days. I think is pretty yeah. fucking stellar.
4: Still got me beat on the Serbs. I haven't seen a Serb yet, so. Oh,
0: oh, dude. Get your boy on there.
3: Yeah, we went out, I don't know, we only went out like once for Serbs, right?
2: Yeah. I went out a couple times after
3: that and didn't get anything.
2: Out of everything
1: you guys have out there, though, like what is what has been the hardest to, to come across? Like what's been the sort of the rarest find in terms of rattlesnakes?
3: um well i haven't tried anything up north yet um i think price side probably took me the longest Mm -hmm. i really started looking for them this year and it was i started in a range where they're a little bit less common and then you know went to the went to the spot for them and and got them pretty quick
4: i feel like obscurus is gonna be probably the hardest though oh yeah for sure we'll definitely be the hardest
0: you guys got a game plan? No. Start walking. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I'll tell you what, though, man. I'm really happy that you guys got some Senacolas. Oh, dude. Like, I know how Holy much that shit, meant man. to you. Like, I, like, I know yeah, that was, how uh, much that meant to you.
3: Dude, that that took me two years, like, of serious, hardcore looking. And I finally got two of them this year, which was awesome.
1: Is there like is there a particular reason those are so hard to come across?
3: Um, I don't know. Some people do seem to find them pretty easily. I probably just really wanted to see it, so I had a hard time, you know.
4: They blend into everything. But I changed too up where they live.
3: Yeah, that's true. Like they're they're pretty hard to hike. It's I mean, waist high grass most of the year.
2: Hmm.
0: Very much a species of right place, right time
3: yeah that's just what happened to me too
0: yeah i've got i've got a few species on my list in florida that uh it's just right place right time honestly two of them is eastern dimeback and everglades rat snake and those are species i've found plenty of times but 10 15 years ago and now i'm like really trying to find them and i'm striking out and i don't know if that's because you know things have changed that much or i'm doing something wrong but I can only fathom how you felt finding that rat snake.
3: What was that last part?
0: I was saying I can only fathom what you must have felt finding that rat snake.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was ecstatic. I mean, I yeah, I definitely cried a little bit on that first one. <laughs> and it was cool, man. Totally, we were, acceptable. Uh, totally acceptable. Totally acceptable we had finished that trip up with like Justin and uh Steve and Chuck. And it was like the last day, last morning they, they could have stayed like longer that day if they wanted to, but they decided they wanted to go home. They had like a 13 hour drive, you know? So we were just kind of hanging out at camp, like taking our time, packing everything up. And I was kind of like anxious about it. Like, let's go, like, let's, let's get some passes in. Like this is the perfect time. But I told myself just to like, calm down. Like, Having a good time, had a great weekend with the boys, you know, just hanging out, and then like, ten minutes as we pulled out from where we were camping, that little guy was just stretched out across the road. I think like if we would have left like you know ten minutes earlier, or twenty minutes earlier, that thing it wouldn't have been there. We wouldn't have seen it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: that's something I think about a lot when it comes to. Like the stuff you stumble across is, you know, I know there is a certain amount of luck involved, but also there's like some things where it's like at any point in the day, if I had taken an extra 30 seconds to do something or, or, you know, even if you're like road cruising and you're catching stop signs and red lights and stuff, like if you would, the timing has to be sort of just perfect for you to be in the right place at the right time for that animal. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like a, spiritual person necessarily but there is something i think sort of almost to that to where it's like it was it was supposed to happen like otherwise meant to be any of the other random happenings in the you know the butterfly effect or whatever would have uh prevented that
0: yeah uh, yeah i'm a firm believer that the rain that we needed on our trip dustin <laughs> was was a spiritual gift so that we could find Nipper or will or die i really like i feel that.
2: like it it was perfect
0: and it did
3: and it and it was perfect like it it rained but it was still warm you know so everything just came out like a lot of times you'll get rain and it's cold rain and everything just kind of goes away Mm -hmm. but it was perfect like we were headed out there, and we're like, "Oh man, like this is really good weather. Like, hopefully, we get some rain." It just came by perfect, for like fifteen minutes, maybe. Just doused everything. And it was like the first rain that they had gotten, so everything came out to drink, and we saw a bunch that night. That was cool. Yeah, man, adventure
0: of a lifetime. Never forget that shit.
1: How refreshing was it to see someone like Nipper, who doesn't get to see this stuff, like lose his mind over it? well he doesn't really
3: lose his mind he loses it internally he
0: he definitely (laughs) loses internally like you can see normally you see like the gears turning this time they're just like just rolling you know and uh he's he's very stoic he's very you know smile on his face ear to ear just you know i'm i'm in complete shock and awe this is me jumping for joy and he's just standing there we love him for it
3: Brandon got his life or too, this year for all the Montanes, actually.
4: Nice. It was a little too easy, I guess.
0: <laughs> Everything just panned out, right?
4: Dustin just knows the spots, I guess.
0: He's a savage. We love him. Yeah. Did it's you crazy. get... I mean, it just comes down to... Were you part of the trifecta or no?
3: No, he wasn't there for that. That was just Justin. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I, did, I didn't make it for that
4: trip, but made... What weekend? Weekend after? Next weekend after that? We made it up for the price eye. Went for serbs. Didn't get luck on serbs, but found the price eye. That rattle is the 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 quietest rattle I've ever heard in my life.
0: Nice. That's awesome. That's so cool, man. And your guys, your guys' photography, whether it be cell phone or real camera or just you guys, your passion for the animal and your passion for the the landscape and like pulling it together like the shots you guys get just get me going man i fucking love it
3: appreciate it yeah i mean yeah me too last year i didn't even take a whole lot of pictures i was just trying to find stuff and uh like really enjoy it you know and then this year i got some new equipment and so it was fun to play around with that that aspect of herping
1: what you what you get like equipment wise?
3: Uh just like a wide angle lens. Oh, okay. and a new flash setup. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot into my camera setup. I have like four or five hundred dollars into it. That's it. Just a super basic like Rebel T six.
1: Really all you need Cheap. if you're, you know. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I didn't want to go expensive because I'm hiking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't> want <laughs> to like, too much. I've fallen a couple times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If that breaks, like it's not the end of the world, you know.
4: Good luck bringing all that on a talus. We'll lose all of it.
1: Yeah, after seeing the the videos that Phil was taking of some of the landscape and stuff, y'all were at man, it's like that would not be hard to do. To
0: yeah, and, through, and like you want to Battle Hill, you're you're so preoccupied with not displacing stones because you don't want to fall and then you also don't want to crush whatever's underneath you and i just remember where the hell were we there was that one small talus that was it was during the day and we were looking for clubs and we kept hearing them but we couldn't find any. do you remember that and all i could yeah. think of was i'm gonna bust my knees open on these rocks because one's gonna just move a quarter inch to the right and i'm gonna crush both knees and then we're gonna see the rattlesnake.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I found a I found a, a crushed club this year, which is really like disheartening It made me want to pretty much stay away from talus too.
0: And you think that was a hundred percent a human foot that did that or
3: I mean pretty good chance, I guess. You know, it's a it's a talus that's hit pretty hard for clubs. And like I heard this what this one like 10 ish feet away from me and like I finally got it like I finally saw it come up to the surface and there was like a little gash in the side you can see like some stuff hanging out and it looked pretty old it looked like it was starting to heal but Hmm. you know
0: hey at least it was alive man yeah at least least it was alive how much longer who knows I think also that those rocks fell from somewhere right so I imagine that there is a lot of natural movement, especially on those super steep hills, By like the price sign stuff, there's got to be natural rock movement. There's got to be.
4: And it doesn't take much either. It's like an avalanche effect. So once one starts going, then all of them are going.
1: Have you seen that in action when you guys have been out there?
0: No.
2: No?
0: I haven't. I was also gonna ask when you guys found the price eye, but both of your price eye, was the same amount of scaloperas around as when we saw them, Dustin?
3: Yeah, I was we were in like a little bit of a different spot, too. We were pretty far away from the talus.
0: Okay. Cause I just remember yeah. like we were so there's... all these lizards, and it just made sense that we were in the right spot, you know?
3: Yeah. And I mean there's there's definitely there's probably less sceloporus just because of the landscape and they those are more of like a rock a rock like specialist you know there's like uh slevania sceloporus were in there and mixed with the uh the yaros but so probably the same amount of lizards but a little bit more diverse
0: very interesting very interesting
1: and is that the is that the case with the wallardy and the eye and those smaller montanes, Do you notice a, a higher population of lizards in those areas typically?
3: Well, for the Wallardi and clubs, definitely uh, centipedes. Centipedes has been a big okay. thing that I've noticed. Like Phil, you you oh, saw, you know? Oh yeah. Every third <laughs> rock you lift, like there's there's centipedes everywhere.
0: Yeah, and that that's got like be some of those. A... No, see what you're gonna say.
3: Some of those scolopendra get big enough for like an adult clob or don't willy to eat you know
0: yeah i also feel like some of them could be large enough to take a small you know neonate or juvenile clob
3: oh yeah definitely
0: yeah i feel like them having those legs honestly gives them a a very good defense against the snakes and vice versa you know what i mean Mm -hmm. regardless of how potent one's venom is over the other
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I don't know how they would react to some like a scorpion bite because in that area I found I have found one haros, but pretty much all of them are um, what are they the tiger centipedes?
0: Yeah, yeah, the tigers.
3: Um, but I don't know how how toxic they are, how potent they are to the rattlesnakes because I know it, like it is like neonate claws will definitely eat small centipedes to get started too. I know that's yeah. been documented.
0: Yeah. It'd be, that'd be very interesting to study. Even just getting cool population watch. counts. It'd be crazy to watch. I wonder if anybody's been ballsy enough to try it with captive bred stuff. We have those little wood centipedes. <laughs> we have African feather tails in <laughs> Miami. <laughs> oh. Well, we wanted to talk about some herping equipment, didn't we, Smitty?
1: Yeah. So I got a bag. It's my herping bag. I had. I got the THN logo on that too. It's in my car. Um, Sweet. You didn't, and I you didn't figured, bring it in. No, I need. I can go grab it though. We're
0: not gonna do like a pocket dump.
1: I mean, I don't have the stuff to to put to in it, anyways.
4: Oh,
0: all right. I got my hey, bag.
1: There, there we go. Is.
4: There it is. Ain't a lot, but.
1: Um, So we figured it would be a good, you guys would be good, good people to ask as far as like what to add to herping bags, especially if you're out for extended periods of time. Um, Baseline, like, no, if so, if if you're not just herping Arizona, if you were herping anywhere, what would you be putting in that bag to start?
4: You can go first, Brad, if you want um definitely probably a field guide for wherever you're going depending on what state you're at, i got the arizona one um that probably my main thing um then definitely probably a battery pack one of those uh like the the phone battery packs for Mm -hmm. that has the usb adapter for it so you can do your phone your headlight all your all your uh anything you need charged for the most part that'd be the main two that i'd bring um i'd have to go through it i guess uh anything you can think of listen
3: yeah so i have field guide i have um water so i have like one of those little life straws that just always stays in my bag um I have a notebook and a pen, so I take field notes.
0: And for those of you, I who have. If kind, let me jump in real quick. For those of you who don't know, a Life Straw is a multi-use disposable device that's basically like a giant tube, and it has microbial filtration inside it. So, if you have the most disease-ridden poopy water puddle, and you're dying of thirst, you can use the Life Straw and drink out of that gross-ass amoeba-ridden puddle. And not get any of those, you know, protozoans or microbacteria or whatever, and not get sick and die. Um, and I, I think it's got like, you know, 2000 sips or whatever out of it. And then once you've used it extensively, you throw it away and you get another one. So life straw cannot speak highly enough about it. Go on. Sorry.
3: Yeah. So that's it. And it's super lightweight. That's like, that's why I carry one. I mean, it's the best water filtration that you can probably have for that package. You know, that small package. Um, And then Camelback, three liters of water, and then my camera, a small flash, small diffuser, uh, and then one to two lenses, depending on what I want to do. And then I think that's about it, lighter, you know.
0: I also think that it's interesting because you guys live there. You have your personal vehicles there. And if you're camping, you're going to have your camping gear if you're staying in a airbnb or somebody's house you're going to have your overnight bag what have you is there any stuff that you can think of that you've specifically put in your vehicle for x y and z going out whether it be road cruising or going like an afternoon hike or something and it's something that you may not carry on you in your backpack but you definitely want to have at least in the vehicle hooks for sure yeah, I mean I was I was actually gonna say hooks early, but I felt like that was kind of self explanatory, you know, with this group of individuals.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well you can never have too too many, too little.
3: No, you definitely have too little, that's for sure. Um yeah, actually I carry like I carry a basic like mechanics tool set. So if something breaks in my truck, I can fix it real quick, like an impact. I have a sawzall, cut some firewood. Um that I have like tow stuff. I've got straps, shackles, stuff like that to get out if I yeah. do get stuck. Um extra block lights. Wood. Like I've got lanterns. Don't have a block of
0: wood. Oh man, I'll I probably I put carry that in two, there. I carry two, <laughs> y- yeah. I I have in the in the spare well of my trunk, I have two like 14-inch two by fours specifically for getting out of somewhere if i need to and one of the things that has saved my ass on many occasions is a legitimate four-prong tire iron a real tire iron yeah because you yeah, get a one flat of those too. and you have this stupid little one that comes with the bullshit scissor jack and it just you can't get leverage can't stand on it it's so. a
1: final destination mm-hmm. thing waiting to happen <laughs> yeah,
3: right. i have a i have a i carry an impact though so
0: yeah, well, you know, work smarter, not harder, right? <laughs> you got to charge that battery yeah. so much.
3: No, nah, it's it's got. I got two batteries. I'm good.
0: You imagine some herpers up on the ridge, all of a sudden the hair <laughs> Oh, Dustin got a flat. Hey, I got to <laughs> get
3: back on the road and find snakes. You know, can't be playing around pit crew.
0: <laughs> very true. Very very true. <laughs> Is that because we uh, got a flat portal?
3: Oh <laughs> no! I carried it on my <laughs> truck before that.
0: Oh, okay, okay, good,
3: good. <laughs> He's just prepared. Oh man, yeah, right.
1: Uh, Someone asked uh, about footwear. Does anyone? I'm wear actually. I'm going to grab my little bag. Normal over. hiking shoes slash
4: sneakers.
3: Yeah, I wear. So, uh, I... I wear hiking boots. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Yeah, my hiking boots don't leave my... I leave my hiking boots in my car. So those never leave. So I I always got those with me. I usually wear vans or sandals besides that. And I'll always have a pair of socks. Socks and just some low-cut boots. Hiking boots.
1: Do you add any, like, Dr. Scholls or anything to those? Any what? Of, uh, like, inserts like Dr. Scholls or... The extra oh, no. padding and all. No.
3: No. I need new boots though. Mine are like four years old and finally falling apart. I got some yeah, though. Mine? I mean, they're a little bit they're a little bit more expensive, but they've definitely lasted me a long time and kinda of worth it.
1: I had a really nice pair of uh of the boots that like Marines are issued usually and these were the, the desert types that had the steel toe and everything and they they were like they went over the ankle and everything and I they were freaking amazing. It was the, the best boots I'll ever have. And unfortunately I, I left them in Texas because my dog had chewed them prior and I thought I could wear them and I went to go put them on and they were non salvageable. So I ended up having to stop at a hardware store in like Alpine or something and buy another pair of just regular hiking boots.
4: Yeah, cheap. I usually go pretty cheap cause I'll, I'll thrash them. So it's not a whole lot of money down the pocket.
0: If we're talking about footwear, I I actually prefer trail shoes that have like the, <clears throat> excuse me, off road tread with like the Tempur Pedic on the inside, just because I have rolled ankles and everything. And everyone's like, "Oh, you should have a high he- a high top." I just can't get into it, man. I just feel like normal trail shoes work wonders. Whether it's yeah, like I don't on, know, I I wore, the,
1: or, I wore those cheap shoes when we were walking, lost mine and I was really, really regretting that by the time we were done.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, like, people make fun of me for buying Skechers, but, like, Skechers trail shoes, they're, like, 50 bucks, and, dude, I put some miles in some Skechers trail shoes, and I just... maybe they light just up may, when you walk? They do not light up when I walk. But <laughs> they they have served me very, very well. The Lamborghini's going. Yeah, right? <laughs> Them
4: <my>
1: Chevrolet's...
2: <several> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: uh. Yeah, I need another pair of those those military boots because those things were amazing. And for surprisingly light, considering they were steel toe and as tall as they I were, I say a steel toe sounds heavy. Yeah, uh, it actually, it's, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, Phil Phil them Yeah, and I like I had those things for years, which is why I was so irritated when when my dog chewed up the like the lace holes and stuff to where I couldn't even use them anymore because I had those things forever. I wore those things if it didn't really wear them much in summer because those with shorts look, you make it look kind of weird. Um, but like during the colder months and stuff, when I was wearing jeans, like I was wearing those things all the time.
0: Oh yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm all about being comfortable and for me having some, you know, clog hoppers out there in the bush just doesn't work for me you know but uh, well i was trying to think of other things i keep in my vehicle besides snake hooks and toilet paper and uh i mean jumper cables are good to have in the car too you know some people actually don't carry jumper cables which i think is crazy especially if you're herping with buddies Mm -hmm. um definitely a roll of paper towels like in the car just for whatever you need. And uh honestly, first aid kit. First aid kit is a must.
4: So I got a first aid kit in my backpack and then uh, I keep a uh, a roll of those uh those automobile or those automobile like the blue thick paper towels in my backpack because yeah, I get nosebleeds perfect. a lot so dry out here
0: that I get nosebleeds oh, yeah. so often. So it saved my life a yeah, couple man. times. Those blue mechanic cloths are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah! And then now, your first aid kit is this just like a, a normal boo boo kit, or do you have like some more hardcore uh-uh. stuff in there too? <laughs> Let's see. Full blown trauma. I don't kit. think it's anything. I don't think it's anything too crazy. Well, th- there is a full blown trauma kit in my trunk, but
3: it's... some quick clot,
4: <laughs> hiking buddy. Oh, there you go. I think there it's just pretty cuts, scrapes, lacerations, bites and stings, and allergy. Oh, you need you some rope in that thing. You
1: got a thing to to suck out the venom? Probably plungers?
4: the extractor. No, that's what Dustin's for. Nice, nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have a for, simple. It? I keep a simple first aid kit, and then I, I also keep a trauma kit in my car. And uh, I've got everything from, like, Dustin was joking around. Quick clot, Israeli bandages, compression bandages. Ace bandages, normal friggin' band aids, you know, alcohol swabs, all that stuff. Uh, having having
1: through... seen his Subaru, if there's ever <laughs> like the apocalypse, that's the vehicle. I out kit. Because he's got friggin' everything.
0: And I'll tell you what, one thing that my, my paramedic buddy gave me was uh, these like one time use cracking smell sticks. It's basically ammonia.
1: Smelling salts.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and dude, you never know. Somebody passes out from. Those heat exhaustion or something, you know, hits their head. Whatever, I don't know, but it it gets you going. And yes, there is tampons in there for a <laughs> multitude of reasons. Nosebleeds. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> nosebleeds <laughs> well,
1: bleeds and gunshots.
0: Yeah, nosebleeds and gunshots. Well, <laughs> I have when I go herping normally like locally normally i don't really bring anything crazy when i'm doing like a long hike or it's going to be like an all-day event 100 percent the camelback uh my camelback doesn't have like the backpack feature it just has one big compartment for the bladder but they give you room to like throw some other stuff so i'll throw like an actual hard compass in there i'll throw a space blanket in there you never know uh and i my life straw is also in there too but i also carry a man purse some of you may call it a fanny pack. And uh, I have basically catered this. It's a satchel. It's a, it's a fanny pack. I've catered this to the fact that I've been in a lot of precarious situations in the middle of nowhere. And what's crazy is, like, people down by me, they think it's the middle of nowhere. It's not. Like, you could be in the middle of nowhere, South Florida. It is still nowhere near as middle of nowhere, like, in in Dustin and Brandon's area, or West Texas, or Colorado, or Utah, yep. or Nevada—like that's some middle of nowhere. Um, you
1: could fit a lot of Florida's in Texas.
0: You could, you could. Um, but if you want, so this actually is a Vertex bag. It's called the Sock P. It's meant for. It was originally designed for undercover police stuff, but it's a fanny pack that's meant to be worn across your chest, and it actually has this. Don't try to church it up, buddy. Well, there's a reason for it. It actually has this Velcro pouch. A in there. <laughs> I wish, right? And this actually folds open, but not all the way. And your phone goes in there. So if it's on your chest, you can flip the oh, phone little, open.
3: little GRG pouch?
0: little GRG pouch. And then at the same time, if you want to use it as like a body camera GoPro, it has these pockets on the sides so the phone can actually be shown. The lens of the phone can be shown sticking out. Um, very, very durable, awesome zippers, little side compartments, little nooks and crannies all over the thing. little, the inside, the inside is completely Velcro. Um, it's got two main pouches. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. So it's got two main pouches. The front pouch has like a bunch of admin stuff. And I have like my, my battery cell backup thing. So this can be wireless for your phone as well as plug in like six different types of outlets. Um, I also have some CR-123s in there. You never know what you're using. And then, of course, cords for everything. I carry an extra uh, flashlight, and then I also carry a little U.S. Army multi-tool, little uh, Swiss Army knife thingy. Again, you never know what the hell you're going to need if you're stuck in the middle of nowhere.
2: Yeah,
0: I've
3: got a, like a Gerber multi-tool, too. That's yeah, always on, in my bag.
0: And then in the main compartment, um, I have, look, boo-boo stuff, you know, alcohol wipes, and then uh, Band-Aids, that kind of thing. I have a a metal, uh, what the hell they call it, a metal turn tourniquet. So it's an actual tourniquet with the the bar made of metal. Um, Actually, somebody earlier mentioned weapons. Um, So in this same pouch, I have a spare magazine for the pistol, and I also have a very, very small pistol cleaning kit. Because if you fall in the mud or in the snow or dirt or sand or whatever, and you want to get back up and running, you can run the gun dry. You don't need actual lubricant. It may not cycle correctly, but at least you'll be up and running. If you get dirt and shit in your barrel, you can at least clean it out. So this or is actually you a, can full a You can carry
1: a Glock and never have to worry about any of that.
0: Well, if you say <laughs> so that you five your, a little
3: finicky or what? Uh,
0: no, but if you fill your Glock <laughs> barrel full of mud and pull the trigger, you're going to have a real problem.
1: <laughs> my CZ got some sand in
0: it, it won't shoot <laughs> anymore. You guys can laugh, man. You guys can laugh.
3: Hey, CZ's a good gun.
0: Uh, so at the <laughs> same time, if you've ever if you've ever been stuck in the middle of nowhere and you don't have cell service, and God forbid you have to get rescue, I'm a firm believer in being able to be seen. So actually I actually have two different types of IR and visual light illumination. So the first one Why? is actually the first one's actually called a Spark. It's made by a company called Unity Tactical. I don't really like these because they are they have 200 hours of battery life, and then they're dead, but they're completely sealed and waterproof. So after 200 hours, you just throw it away. Uh, they offer them multi, multiple different colors, and they also do it in IR only. So if a helicopter's search and rescue, whatever, they want to see you in the middle of nowhere in the dark, you they can will actually see you. have – Hold will it see up
1: for the camera, better? Get it, Let me – it looks like a Tide Pod.
0: It, is, it feels <laughs> like a Tide Pod. <laughs> it looks but. delicious. <laughs> but when I click it... <laughs> so there's the first one. There's the second one. And if you heard it a third time, it'll actually blink. Wow. And the back of it's Velcro, so you can actually stick it on yeah. anything. You know? You could stick it on oh, anything. Oh, um. But again, it only has 200 hours of life. Now, if you want something that's re re uh, rechargeable or reusable, this is actually called a Hellfire. This is actually a military-grade IR strobe. Um, this one, I broke the battery thingy on it, so it doesn't quite work. But again, Velcro on the back, and this one does. But I white still have light. it in my bag. because You never know when you're gonna need it. <laughs> no, no, I just I pulled it out for this podcast, but. So this goes on the top of a soldier's helmet, or on a dog's collar, or on your shirt, or whatever. Um, You can Velcro it on the back of a backpack. Um, And this has red strobe, white strobe, white light, green light, and infrared. And it can be seen from like 10 miles away, or however far. This one's a little more money. These are a couple hundred dollars. But having something like this, or even just, like I said, the spark, these things are 20 bucks. You know what I mean? So even just having this, just in case, I think is a, is a really great thing um and then last but not least uh simply because everyone wants to make fun of me for being neurotic but if you've ever been in the middle of nowhere with no fucking cell service it can be an issue i have a garment inreach so the device is expensive the device is probably around four or five hundred dollars but this is a two-way communications device so not only can i track everywhere i'm going uh, anywhere on the planet except for Antarctica. I can also send SOS. It's part of an SOS satellite link system and I can communicate. So I have pre-programmed text messages that are unlimited. And then you basically buy a subscription plan, a monthly plan to have text messages, but I could text anyone from anywhere on the planet except for Antarctica.
1: That's and... a deal breaker for me though. If I can't use an Antarctica then I don't want it.
0: yeah that's good. It's good. But uh I'll tell you what when we were at you know, 9,000 feet looking for price. eye. I still could text the girlfriend, you know, if I'm out, I think in it was Milan, cool. No, no, like, yeah,
3: that's going to come in handy when you need it. And you're going to wish you had it yeah. when you do need it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I only turn on when I need it. Um, when we were out in Arizona, uh, when we get to a spot before we walk away from the truck, I drop a pin, you know, God forbid, I got to get back to the truck. I know exactly where the truck is. Things like that. Um, And then it has the SOS feature built in and it's just peace of mind. You know, I think I pay like $12 a month for the, for the text plan. Like it's peace of mind. So just remember it is a battery. So you you better have your charger with you too, which is why I had that little battery backup. Um, I just, I don't want to get caught in the middle of nowhere with my pants down. You know what I'm saying?
4: Definitely. So and honestly, I'm Phil.
3: So you big brought panda. an extra pair of pants.
0: I did. I did on a did. hike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I did not bring an extra pair of pants on a hike.
1: <laughs> I'd rather have them and not need them than need them and not have
0: them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that everything I have in this little fanny pack, you know, anybody can put something together like this. And all I got to do is leave it the way it is, add it to my, add my camelback, leave it. In, in, I don't leave it in the car cause of the electronics, I don't want them to get too hot in the, the South Florida heat, but the whole thing fits in my hand. You know, it's not crazy. And I still have extra pockets for other crap. So if I really wanted to put other stuff in it, I could, I just, man, I think about like when we were in, you know, where the hell was it? Was it big bend? We were in big bend and like the ranger stations, like, you guys shouldn't go. People die. I was like, yeah, we know, we know. You know, when we're miles and miles and miles away from a road and there's no service and the rocks around you are 100 degrees Fahrenheit at midnight.
4: More than that.
0: It's it, peace of mind, man. You know?
4: Hey, to be fair, uh, you know, TJ Chambers, you had on your show a little while ago. He was yep. out looking for obscures a while back and he had to get helicopter lifted out. Because they were they were stuck so far out there, really. Mm-hmm.
1: So what's That's the process right there. there though? Do you is like do you call a certain
0: number? Couldn't tell you.
2: No.
0: Well, on the on the Garmin, if you if you buy the Garmin, you, even if you don't use the text plan or like the subscription plan, you by paying for the device, you're part of the SOS system. So I think they use the Iridium system of satellites, which I think is like up to 15 or 17 satellites, something like that. Excuse me. And all you do is hold down the SOS button and it turns on and asks you, like, are you in distress? Like, yes. Are you sure? Yes. How would you like to proceed? Like, it gives you all these text messages and providing you are not in the bottom of a valley and the little antenna can't reach the sky. You're in business, you know? Like I said, rather have it not needed than need it and not have it. Yeah,
3: it comes out of that peace of mine. I've actually lightened my pack up a lot. I used to carry a bunch of crap, but
0: yeah. And dude, water. Haven't
3: needed it, but I might yeah. Water's the biggest thing. Like yeah. I also drink a lot of water, so I make sure mine's filled, and then I've got like a couple gallons back of the truck.
0: Yeah, that, that was something that I never really thought about until we were in Arizona. When, when I go out, when I, like I've I've heard Utah, I've herped Nevada, and then West Texas with the NPR boys, all over the southeast. Like, you don't really think too much about having the extra water, but like, dude, Arizona, man, I'm so happy we bought those extra gallons at the gas station. You know, oh, yeah. just keep it flowing. Always.
3: Yeah, so, it gets brutal. That's man. how people die out there. You know, it's mm-hmm. just. Yeah. They don't think like they're like, oh, I'm just gonna go for a quick hike and then you get caught out there without water. Yeah.
4: Well you bring you bring a bot water oh Jesus Christ, a water bottle and then you're down it a quarter mile up the trail. You yeah. drink all your water too quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually I got into the whole strobe light thing when I had a customer of mine told me that so there's a, a wildlife management area by me. And uh, I want to say it's like 160,000 acres, maybe like 150,000 acres. But it's so big that the Florida Turnpike cuts it in half. And there's like little tunnels that go under the turnpike to, to like deer and animals yeah. can cross and whatnot. Well, he went out there on like a Tuesday afternoon to go hiking and a storm rolled in. Well, he got turned around and his phone died and he was stuck out there during a bad lightning storm for almost 60 hours Oof. and finally i guess uh, uh somebody called somebody and fish and wildlife happened to be like driving in the area and they want to find. they found him. they found him like in the distance just happened to be looking that direction and they saw him walking through a field so any little stupid little knickknack that I can buy to throw in that fanny pack that's not going to add too much weight that's gonna keep me and my friends and loved ones alive for a little while longer I'm game you know so
1: yeah that's kind of the name of the game is uh, you know efficiency in terms of getting everything you need and not weighing yourself down
0: yeah yeah and at the same time too is if you want to get a GPS communications device or, or even just a, a handheld navigator teach your other people in your party how to use it teach your significant other your spouse your partner your your best buddy whatever teach them how to use it show them how to use it because it doesn't do a damn good to anybody if you're the only one who knows it and you get taken out yeah you know everyone says oh it's electronics i'll figure it out i have a smartphone okay sure especially when it's password smartphones not
3: gonna work out there
0: As rough as
1: Verizon's been lately, even in town?
3: Yeah,
0: right. And for those of you who want to know about the Fanny Pack, it is a Vertex Sock P.
4: S-O-C-P-E-E. Definitely not. So even in South Phoenix, I've even lost service going through just on a two, three-mile hike, and I've been stuck in a monsoon. It's not fun.
0: Oh, I I've actually... ran
4: back, yeah. I've, I've ran back to my trip before on a slight little clear out, and yeah, it's not fun.
0: Yeah, you guys ever go down to uh, uh what the hell is it called? For, uh, not, I want to say Flying Dutchman, Lost Dutchman.
4: I haven't made it out that way yet. It's yeah, that's um,
3: that's like north northeast of Phoenix.
2: Okay,
0: well, that that one park that borders tonto like
2: mm-hmm.
0: i remember hiking over the over the the i want to say hill because it's not really a full mountain but like hiking over the one foothill and then getting into tonto and it was just zero service and there's no roads there's no people there's no nothing yep. you know and like talking to the ranger station they're like oh yeah people go to the top of the peak they'll camp out overnight and then they'll come back down the way they came because the minute you cross the peak you're there's there's no services or no nothing so, and it takes you 10 hours to get there. So I don't know, man, I just want to be prepared. You know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be afraid. And at the same time, I don't want to be foolish and not use something stuck that I could. Stuck somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Or, or stuck somewhere and you see a snake and get bit by a snake and then you're extra screwed.
0: Yeah. Or so better, you have
2: yeah.
0: to Oh, no, what you're saying. Sorry. No, go on. No, I was going to say, we drive down here on all these cane fields and and Everglades canals. God forbid there's like a rock slide and a rock slide, but a a gravel slide. And my my car goes in the canal like that phone's done. Like, what am I going to do? Hitchhike home? No, I'm going to pull out the transponder. And, hey, I'm an hour and a half away. Come pick me up and save me, you know?
4: yeah with a lot of these specs and stuff out here, they're so well camouflaged you can walk on top of one of these things and yeah, get bit and you can be stuck for a while,
0: yeah, yeah, without Absolutely.
4: service. That's probably right. my number one for you out here,
0: yeah, I mean, like people think about like storms and they think about snake bite and they think about allergic reactions to stuff, but you could simply roll an ankle, you know. And then you're at a commission, if if even if it's just temporarily. So, things to think about, you know. And don't forget the Fiji water bottles.
1: (laughs) What's uh, hook wise? Are you guys? I mean, you obviously have multiple ones in the in the. Vehicles, but as far as what you're carrying on you, you have like a main main hook and then you keep something smaller with your, you know, in your bag or I was going to say a collapsible one.
4: Yeah, Dustin was telling me yeah, about
2: so
3: that when one. When I'm hiking around, yeah, when I, yeah, oh yeah. When I'm hiking around, like I'll carry like the stump pooper, I got the Midwest Tongs, like super long one because I'm tall, the 48 inch one. Nothing's sweet. That thing's lasted me a long time too, because I've broke so many like just normal hooks, flipping stuff, you know. But that one, that one's definitely good. I'm sure Venom Life has a good one too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man. I feel like even though I carry around normal hooks all the time, when I was with you guys in like West Texas and stuff, dude, field hook is just yeah it's... stump ripper for life. You know. Yep.
1: Wow. I wish I had had mine at the time.
4: Yeah, I'm short, and I still get a long a long stick. I got a 42-inch, I think, and I'm only 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, I'm not about as tall as I am.
3: And then I've got like a 36-inch just normal hook in the truck for road cruising.
1: Yeah, I, I really what I want to figure out is a way to... So I have the... Not necessarily... Is it the neonate hook? That's the smaller one. Not the tiniest one that Venom Life makes, but the other one, the next size up from that. Well,
0: so there's a travel series, which is what I have. And that's why I actually uses my room hook. And then the one that Valentine's holding right now, that's the neonate.
1: Yeah. So I want to figure out a way, because I have one of those in my car too. I want to figure out a way to be able to like Velcro that to the bag some way or another. But then that way I'm not having to like carry it, but then some way to where I can just like pull it off if I need to.
4: You got to get a good place for it. Cause these things are very slim and yeah. they're very easy to break.
1: Yeah. I used to have mine clipped. I got like a small gator clip and clipped it to my visor so that if I needed, I could just grab it and it would just, the whole thing would just pop off.
0: Yeah. I've actually uh, taken out? Velcro.
1: I mean, it would, it worked out great. But I never really came across anything, so it just continued to sit there
0: and so. collect the dust. Yep. Yeah, on those small neonate hooks, you can take a little piece of adhesive Velcro and just stick it on on, you know, not the I don't want to say the middle of the shaft, but like closer to the handle, just for weight distribution, and just Velcro it to the felt liner on the inside of your car. Yeah, just you hit a good bump; it's probably gonna fall.
2: Yeah, I and I,
1: that- I like the collapsible hooks too, but I want to. Uh, I don't know those. I mean, obviously, with heavier bodied stuff, those are not nearly as trustworthy and sturdy as they are with the the stuff they're intended for. So.
3: Right. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're nice for like smaller croats, you know, like babies. Mm-hmm. You got to get off the road real quick. Uh, yeah, definitely to,
4: not a main hook.
3: I'm I'm also trying to wrangle. Like- a, Trying to wrangle like a neonate, you know, H-Trox with a 48-inch field hook sucks.
4: Yeah. Sidewinders are probably the worst.
0: Yeah, I feel like people try to use the collapsibles on an animal that's too big for it, and they don't realize until they're, like, already touching the animal with the hook. And at that point, they're like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And then that shaft or one of those shafts, dense just slightly and the whole thing's compromised yeah
1: i think there was one point where i was trying to corral a adult amazon trebo with one of those into something i don't remember what it was and it was i think it was bending pretty good it was (laughs) flexing
0: well if you ever get a chance to watch the venom exchange uh excuse me venomous etiquette videos on youtube episode two in the end of the video, I actually snap one in half with my hands. So you could see how flimsy they are.
1: On another note, Gron, what do you got? uh, What's in the works with, with breeding?
3: Um, a couple of steak pairings, ball Python pairing, spotted Python pairing. Um, then the mexican night sinks have been together for a while but haven't really seen much of them so hopefully the cooldown will help a little bit Then a bunch of geckos Odera stuff um some nephris, gargs um what else we got some day geckos um some hispanola geckos and raising up a lot of stuff hopefully i can pair up some more stuff too
1: how are the monitors doing
3: good i I only have the store now i gave that that to a friend that had a male so but hopefully i can find a a male store for not (laughs) two thousand (laughs) dollars but she's doing good she's quivers so we could
1: carry multiple hooks when herping
3: (laughs) that that store is fucking ovulating right now so it's kind of really wow yeah
1: I mean, it seems to me that, I mean, I think I'd rather have a female and need a male than the other way around.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. But it's just sad to see her go waste waste these eggs, you know?
1: Yeah. What's in Brandon's pipeline, says Billy Jenkins?
4: I had a bow pairing, but not too confident on the sex ratio on that one. Um, growing a lot of things up. Uh, inlands, well, Try next year, but probably won't get nothing. Probably two years out on that one. Scrubs. Oh I got one scrub pairing. That'll probably
1: it just be a few
4: years out. No, Walminas.
1: Oh
4: nice. Yeah, Waminas. Um growing a lot of stuff up also. Um I one carpet pairing next year, maybe if I can get them big enough. Um Maybe a ball python pairing, but that's, uh, that's a fucking not trying too hard of those guys.
1: What do you, what are you doing as far as balls? Uh,
4: head albino to a, with a pinstripe head albino that I've had since I was fucking 12, 13, but I, that's cool. no effort in that way.
3: I've just got a uh, banana posset pied that I just wanted to try and prove out that posset. So I've got a albino pied female for him.
0: Nice. And Brandon, those, oh. those rainbows look great, bro.
4: I got a male rainbow. I need a female. Uh not trying too crazy with those either. Uh, Walmas. Walmos are probably pretty close, too. I mean, me and Dustin have been talking a little bit about his pair and my pair. We get a a light pair and a dark pair between the both of us. I got a pretty big female, but she's... I don't have anything big enough to go with her, so... I'm not trying to get male-eaten.
0: Still pretty badass.
1: I need to get another... Colony of Turkish geckos together because I, I really, really, really still want to try keeping Hypsagona.
3: Well, do like you can do like centipedes and stuff with them too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's starting to cool off a little bit here, so those are kind of getting harder and harder to come by. But I like there's yeah. a Turkish gecko in my garage right now that hangs out behind this sign on the wall that was roaming now a few minutes ago. So. Get my hands on a few of those and get a like a exoterra set up and stuff, and I think. It'd Can be you get those cool to
3: produce like fast enough? Be I'm sure you could.
1: Either. As as much as I've seen them colonize certain like apartment buildings and stuff down here, I don't think it would take much. Yeah, but I feel
0: especially like you'd if need a if lot. They of don't adults. have a winter.
2: Hmm?
3: Yeah, it's true.
0: No, I'm saying especially if they don't have a winter. You know, if they're just yeah. always at. The temp, you know,
1: and they're just cool geckos. I think it'd be a, it'd be a neat little communal uh, setup. I'm pretty sure the one that hangs up behind the sign is a female. She's pretty big.
2: I don't know. I think you guys after... even have
1: which
3: ones. I think you guys have different different house geckos than what we have too.
1: Phil has a couple. He's got like house geckos and turquicus. I've just seen turquicus. I haven't seen any other species.
0: Yeah, The majority of the house geckos we have around here are, are of the Asian variety. But I think southeast Florida where I'm at has like 12 different invasive species of house gecko. But they're all kind of just hybridizing amongst themselves. So, I mean, they're all translucent yeah. and googly-eyed. <laughs> I think we we actually the have those, training. those like crocodile.
3: Yeah, well, we have those, those crocodile geckos. Those are starting to get established up in Phoenix.
4: A lot of things are starting to get established up in Phoenix. Apparently, leopard geckos are up here too. People just like letting those things go. Oh, yeah.
3: they
0: found one.
4: I mean, one could turn into two. Two can turn into four. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how yeah. geckos work. I don't keep them fucking things. I don't know. I
0: feel like they'd be pretty good prey for a lot of stuff out there. How's the Coleonics?
3: Uh, good, good. I did decent. I did better with Elegance this year. Um, you know, a couple of Vergatus clutches. Um, working on some locality Vergatus stuff, which is going to be pretty cool in the future. Um, I can't really sell those. so It's just a passion project
0: yeah you didn't get Metroradas, did you?
3: uh no, yeah, I have maradas babies too
0: oh sweet excellent
3: so excellent. i had shot shot all three this year
0: nice, that's awesome that's good. I went up given my Metroradatus group to my buddy Chris, and uh dude he's loving them they're great
3: yeah they're fun they're they're really yeah. fun um I don't know I think I'm gonna focus on like the elegance though,
0: yeah man N- M- no doubt. <laughs>
3: I'm talking to Chris. I need some locality brevis, too.
0: Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. He'd be the guy to get them from.
3: Yeah.
1: I'll get some That's my another hands thing. On
3: some eventually. That's, uh, that's another thing I want to do next year is West Texas. And go to the Holy Land.
0: Dude, as much of hindsight it being kind of a pain and we we really didn't do as well as we did in arizona i st- i want to go back man i, I go yeah back and, i just want to go back
1: just because of the 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 place you know it's just like even if you don't find anything it's still just such a cool and interesting area
0: yeah and, and i honestly i liked doing the cuts man mm-hmm. i liked driving a little bit getting out hunting it getting back in the car, driving a little bit, getting out, hunting it, like that constant go action and still have like the comfort of the car, the comfort of nighttime. Like I, I thought it was fun, man. I thought it was fun. It's, it's more, um, I, it feels like a scavenger hunt, you know, it Yeah. feels, it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot.
3: How is it for just like camping out? Cause I mean, in Arizona, you can pretty much just pull over wherever and sleep. But I know Texas is a lot of, like, private land.
0: It's all private land. Um, we did not yeah. camp at all. We stayed in Airbnbs and hotels or motels, and, and it worked out well. You know, you 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 do your day hikes, and then you come back to the hotel or, or B&B and chill out for a little bit, get some dinner or get a light dinner, gas station dinner, and then hit the road. And you're herping from, what, Smitty, what did you say, like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night all the way to, like, 3, 4 in the morning?
1: I think that was the latest. That yeah. They were, I don't know that particular night that that y'all went that late. I was, I think, passed out in the passenger seat because after like 1 a.m. I'm done, man.
3: That's dangerous. Physically couldn't couldn't stay awake. I love long suit in the passenger seat. It's dangerous.
2: <laughs>
3: Phil knows what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. <laughs>
1: Jason, when are you guys coming up to herp the uh, New Jersey Pines, which would actually be pretty cool? That would be a neat
2: trip.
0: Look, man, that's my old stomping ground, and I find bumpkiss. I really do. And I think it's just where I'm going and who I'm with because I'm not with herpers. So that's got to change. So I, I still have a lot of family up there. So maybe the next year or so, I'll probably take a week to go up there and see them and then, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So cold enough here right
4: now. I don't think you can make it up that way.
3: Yeah, I need to get on the East Coast too. Hopefully, I can make it when when uh, Nipper comes back and goes look for timbers. Hopefully, I can make it over there.
0: Yeah, that'll be a hell of a trip. You boys are gonna find some awesome East Coast stuff, man. Just the amphibians alone, man, are gonna be awesome.
3: Oh yeah. We don't have man. much of that here. I mean, you saw like we got a pretty diverse selection of like toads, which are pretty cool. A lot of the green toads are cool. You saw those when you were here.
0: Yeah, dude, I love toads, man. I've I've but learned this only once recently. Yeah, I've learned this recently that I am a toad over frog guy. I, there, I said it.
1: That's a tough... That's
0: <laughs> No, nope, it's... I am. I am. That's really like tough.
1: My, I like my
3: darts too much. I got yeah. some cool tree frogs too here, so...
0: And dude, that canyon tree frog that you found us, man. That thing was so cool, man.
3: Yeah, I really like the so Arizona cool. tree frogs.
0: And Dude, like living in like the desert with no water anywhere. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah,
3: those canyons are... Those are crazy. You can find them like a mile away from water, and they're just chilling. Wild. Out in the sun, too.
0: Crazy. Absolutely crazy.
3: Have you guys been doing much herping over there? Have you been getting out, Phil?
0: A little bit. Um, I had a – Miguel Villa was down with his girlfriend for a wedding, took them out to the cane fields, super bad night it was windy we got out late and dude the cane trucks were just everywhere everywhere uh we didn't see a single snake uh saw a ton of cane toads um but that was it man i think it was just too windy and too much road traffic you know i mean normally the the spot i took them to which is like my one of my best pygmy spots dude i I don't think i've ever seen that many cane trucks in one night and it was like a like a tuesday or thursday night you know so you don't expect them to be working that late but they're pumping so i gotta i gotta go out it's getting a little cooler we got the storm coming so uh maybe next week i may try again see what's out there but i feel like it's rat snake season and uh i'm not going where i should be so that'll be the priority
3: center season here right now so maybe i'll try and get out next weekend yeah man. Or this weekend. Yeah. I actually just got a pair of those. I got a, Rob sent me a pair. Nice. Some cap, captive bread green rats. They're pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Did he produce them?
3: No, the Merkers produced them, which oh, cool. is full circle. I'm friends with them. The sons here local at Tucson and I'm friends with him.
0: Oh nice. That's great. That's super cool. You know, Full what's, circle.
1: What's odd, mentioning um, cane toads, is there were multiple tables at the Columbia show over the weekend that were selling them. Really, I thought it was just bizarre. Like I, one table maybe was like okay, whatever, and then I saw like two more tables with them.
0: And they're all just, South Florida wild It's
1: Like, is this becoming <laughs> a thing? Like, are these? these
0: there were was they, one table that was
1: big? selling nah no the ones I saw were were still pretty small, not like tiny, tiny newborns or anything like that. But. Like
0: golf ball size? Yeah. Yeah, dude, those are all wall cops, South Florida.
1: Yeah. And there was another table selling Cuban tree frogs. Oh yeah. Um what what else did they have? They had another like invasive and they were literally like selling these things, and it's like, really? It's like when PetSmart sells anoles. Yeah, why would I buy an anole at a PetSmart when I can literally walk out into the parking lot and find twenty of them for free?
0: Yeah, but you got to realize that. I mean, obviously, a show in South Carolina that's dumb. But when I was a kid in New Jersey, a Carolina green anole that was a thirty-dollar lizard in the pet shop because you just you didn't go in your yard and find them. It just you know you're in New Jersey come on
1: i i just i don't know i gotta i gotta chuckle out of the whole cuban tree frog thing because they just had like a deli cup full of them they were like five for twenty dollars or whatever it's like yep what?
0: yep south florida invasive hunters making a buck
1: i did see like some yeah yeah there was there was a handful of monitors too um couple of peach throats and then some roughnecks, which I like the roughnecks a lot. Those are, those are really cool. I don't know that I'll ever own any, but I was seeing them. I got the, I got the monitor bug right now.
0: Blacks or Browns?
1: Honestly, couldn't tell you. I think blacks. Okay.
0: Are... Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm not a monitor guy, but if I was going to keep monitors again, I would definitely do doom rolls. They, they, they have a soft spot in my heart and, uh, I don't know, man. I just... That whole semi-aquatic thing, I just dig it, you know?
3: I definitely have the Odatria bug.
0: Yeah.
1: I like Tristis and...
3: That's what I want to add next,
1: Tristis. Yeah, the Peacocks, the eye.
0: No, man, I'm Team Pilb.
2: Team Pilb. Yeah,
3: they are cool, but... I don't
2: know.
1: If I ever upgrade space, like if we end up converting the garage here, which may or may not ever happen, who knows? Um, then I might be able to push it and get something that get, gets a little bigger—not like massive, but like something that requires a little more space, like Tristus or something like that. Beaded
0: lizards.
1: I don't know what hey, the status here. is on those. I haven't really asked because there's. There's other pressing matters going on. Beaded lizards. <laughs> yeah, you need those. Dude, someone was on one so. of the show, too, that was just the probably the biggest beat I've ever seen. Like, that thing was
4: massive.
0: Cute, derpy, ribbed-for-your-pleasure beaded lizards.
4: What's going on with the whole lot thing right now? What? What's... How's...
0: Um,
1: I mean, it's pretty much been... Put on pause. No one's talked about it at all. Um, DNR just posted a thing on Facebook the other day telling people not to release their exotic pets. And they had like a picture of a berm, like an albino berm crossing a dirt road, which was clearly staged. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's one of those things where I, it's, I think people kind of have forgotten about it.
4: No news is good news.
1: Then it's gonna it's gonna come up out of nowhere like a freaking great white, and it's gonna be a thing again. And I so I don't know. My cyania are now up with Terry Burwell, so Boyger gone. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm hoping that it kind of goes away. Who knows? The elections and stuff are going on. Got to vote tomorrow. So. We'll see, but so far I haven't, I haven't really heard anything like they, the people in office, you know, they have like their crazy break, like winter breaks or whatever. Um, So earlier this year, they, they sort of took their recess and they were supposed to bring it back up when they came back and never did. So I don't, I don't know, or at least that I know of, they didn't, didn't bring it back up. So I don't, who knows? Stay they just
3: disappears.
1: You would think they have better things to do with their their time and their job, you know, things that actually actually matter.
0: Yeah, there's always a so always a separate agenda. There's always a, a rider. There's always there's always something. You know, oh, this is going to protect our wetlands. Meanwhile, it. Is a secret bill to fund training macaws to operate space stations? Who knows?
1: (laughs) What was I listening to recently? They were talking about, you know, the the, talking about the, you know, banning these things and invasive species. It's like they're none of those things are doing nearly as much damage to local wildlife and stuff than. And all the land that's being cleared for housing developments and and businesses, like even here, they cleared out this massive section of land not that not that long ago that they're gonna end up putting like a Hobby Lobby and like an Aldi's and like six freaking giant businesses. And it's just depressing, man, because it's it's literally, if I had to guess, it's probably a couple hundred acres just gone.
4: Yeah, that's Arizona. Arizona's clearing out more and more by the day. Like, I got so many buddies that do construction that don't care for snakes or anything like that, and it's just snake massacre after snake massacre. Because apparently it's a cool thing to post on your fucking Snapchat.
0: Yeah, so now you snake's got... Snake's dying. Now you get this this guy that's gone viral on TikTok where these two guys, they kill... It looks like a helleri. I mean, it may just be like Oregonis, but it looks like a helleri, but it's the video starts off with it slithering in between his feet in the cab of his truck. Yep, Yeah. But then like the opening picture is him holding the snake dead in his teeth. And that's because they cut the head off and the snake that's slithering on his truck is the the decapitated decapitated nerves of the of the deceased. You know, it's fucked up.
3: I saw that video yeah. today, too. Yeah.
4: Yeah, one of my buddies is usually pretty good about it. He posted something today, and as I'm watching it, it was like ten minutes after he posted the video. I'm like, leave it, don't touch it, leave it alone. And then the next part of the video is it just spiraling with its fucking body going. Fuck that. Man. Uh,
2: another
4: chilies,
1: yeah. No. They won't they won't they won't make a chilies come here. I did have chilies though. While we were up there, there's a chilies like four miles from the from the venue. And so myself and Bratz and Keller and Danielle went and hit up chilies. So
3: I got some well. questions for you guys. Yeah, what do you got? How do you how do you prefer to herp? By yourself with a group, which is a small group, big group?
0: I'm gonna say it depends on the night, depends on how I feel because if I'm in the mood to just relax and just maybe see some stuff, that's when you bring the non herpers. You're going to show them stuff if you find something that's cool, but you really don't, you don't got to put too much effort into it. Maybe that's just me being lazy. But if like I'm going to go herping, herping, then I want to go with herpers.
3: What about you, sweetie? I'm,
1: I'm going to say, A, it depends on the group, both the people in it and the size if I'm going to do a group, I prefer it be smaller. Um, but I don't know. I like, I like going out by myself. Um, just there's something, I don't know. For me, it's, it's calming. it's, it's like getting disappearing for a little while, you know? I mean, obviously I let Katie know or, Jake, know where I am just in case anything happens, and I don't end up coming back out. Uh, but I don't know. I, I like I like sort of the the solitude of just being out there in the in the middle of it and just enjoying being being there. So.
0: See, I feel like if I'm gonna go for like a drive and like go out in the middle of nowhere by myself just to have some tranquility, I'm all about it but then if I do find something magical or I find something really cool, I feel like I don't have anyone to share it with. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. See, I don't... That doesn't really bother me. It's like I'll take some pictures and cool, but...
3: There's also nothing like targeting a species, being out there by yourself, putting in the work and finding it, too.
4: Going on your your own path, also, too. You don't got to listen to... If you're by yourself, you don't got to really listen to what anybody else is saying, I mean, well, that's going kind of out the with Dustin. With
1: group thing is like you know
4: you're. Well, you're what, of, what I was saying, what? Oh, sorry. Go, go on. ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say going out with Dustin. I mean, Dustin knows a lot, so I I bounce off of him with what he tells me. But when I go by myself, I also uh, I don't know how to explain it exactly. Like, I can kind of go my own way. Don't have anybody telling me which way to go, what feels right to go, the right pathway, like the right, um, say, wash to follow, right trail to follow, right road to go down, all that kind of stuff. Like, going with Dustin, love going with Dustin. Dustin is the, the solid Sherpa through and through. Dustin knows exactly where he's going, but if you're going out with someone that's been out two times, I mean... I don't want to listen to exactly what they say like that's yeah. why I don't chime up yeah. with Dustin yeah. so as much because Dustin knows where he's going Dustin knows what he's doing so I I I I don't know groups I don't know
0: I think I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense and the way you're saying it, it I know maybe in your head you you may not be conveying it how you want but I'm picking it up is that when you're by yourself you get to do whatever you want how you want to do it you don't have to worry about what other people are doing or be concerned for them or whatever but at the same time when you have someone like like sweet d that knows <laughs> the land like the back of his hand it makes it it makes it even better but then again uh, if you go with people that are less experienced than you or haven't cut their teeth as much as some other people it can be uh, it, it can make things interesting in in goods and bads
4: or you find, or you bring somebody that doesn't know what they're looking for at all, and they find the glory hole. They find every single snake that they know what they're looking for.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, the way, like, I didn't know these spots just because, like, me and Alex, I mean, Brandon, you know Alex, like, yeah, we would just go 100%. out every weekend. We'd start at sunrise and leave at sunset. And We would just yeah. take notes. You know, taking notes is key to really figuring mm-hmm. out a spot. Really figuring scouting. out a species,
2: legitimate yeah. scouting. Oh, that, that's, that's a really good question.
4: Notepad
3: is.
1: Do you carry like data collection stuff with you? Um,
3: no, I need to get what 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 Burke has, and they're not. I mean, they're not that expensive. They're only like fifty bucks to to do like a, a latitude, air pressure, temperature, humidity. All that stuff. And I just, I need to get one. I'm definitely going to get one before next season starts. to my Amazon cart, so.
2: Christmas but I was just coming. doing,
3: yeah, I was just doing, um for the most part, um, like coordinates, latitude, longitude, elevation, temperature, and then just taking notes on what it's doing. If I flipped it, if it's on the move, if there's others nearby, what water sources are nearby, if I've seen any prey, like all that.
0: Yeah, man, all those, all those external factors all those pieces that... to the puzzle,
3: yeah, 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 and it's just, I mean, that's all it is just eliminating variables, you know. Yeah,
4: when we saw that price, I he was paragraphs in his damn notebook,
1: yeah. Oh, hello, hello, I don't know, Phil just like made me full screen,
0: yeah, my finger slipped. Sorry, yeah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, just herping with a group. I mean, it's like it is definitely fun, especially if you're with the right, right crew. Um, I don't know. I like being able to sort of go when I want to go, leave when I want to leave. Like when I went out to to hunting and look for diamondbacks a couple weekends ago, it was like I'm just going to go out there. I'm gonna walk around. I'm gonna leave. And went out there, walked walked a couple miles, and then hopped in the car and went home. You know, it's, went where I wanted I think- to go.
4: I think the NPR the, the groups wh- – go ahead, Brandon. No, go for it. Sorry. My bad. I think, I think I'm a little
3: like, off on the delay. I think the, the NPR groups are like the max size that you should get. Like Arizona trip is a little cramped in the car, you know, but we may do. Saw some cool stuff. But also having two cars helps a lot because like when Brandon and I go out or Alex and I go out or all three of us go out, a lot of times we're in separate cars. So making yeah. separate passes on different roads. And if we find something that we're targeting, like someone, can, like we can just call each other. We'll cover more ground that way too. Yeah. So definitely the, um, this, like the this, first time we, we went working, remember I was yeah. up in up the mountain, like looking for green rats or whatever. And you, I was told you, I was like, go down low. There's tigers and healers down low. And he calls me. He's like, dude, I got a Gila And so I hauled that down there, took some pictures
4: yeah, then he, he, he was leaving right at the end of his – the time he can be out there, he got a tiger, and then after he said he's leaving again, he called me again, he got a gopher. <laughs> uh, it's – it's. It, I feel like it's the group size that it is too. If you have a couple people, it makes it a lot easier, and if you have a solid plan, what you're doing. A solid plan makes it a lot easier than just going out there and kind of half – not half at well, yeah, half-ass, and I guess it makes it a little more
0: – a little more difficult to deal with yeah i feel like you hit it on the head with the npr group like five guys maybe six guys is pushing it you know and i feel like when you have four or five guys or gals excuse me that you have your game plan you're all equal in terms of at least level of <clears throat> i don't want to say experience because like some people may be more or less experienced than others but the the thought processes are very, very similar, and you have your strategy. You can be a group, you can still spread out and kind of be on your own and kind of get your own vibe and get your own feeling of being out there, you know, with the with the seclusion and the tranquility. But then you find a healer, you hop on the cell phone, you hop on the radio, and be like, guys, I got one. And then you converge, and now you get the group camaraderie. Yeah,
4: that's how it was for the hognose that we found. Hognos. Dustin was coming up to meet, meet me. He got that hog nose, called me. Oh, dude, that was the craziest phone call I've ever got in my life. I swear. <laughs> dude, he. I yeah, well, never heard Dustin more energetic, more losing his damn mind. And we were probably, I was 10 minutes on the road before he found that thing. I made it there in like three minutes. <laughs> I was floored the whole way.
3: Yeah, well, I, was, I was cruising a road that a, like a few of my friends had seen him previously like the last couple weeks you know and it's a road that i've seen a lot of snakes on so i was like all right i'm gonna focus on this road because it's a little bit longer brandon you go over here and like i've seen him over here before you know so i got tired of being on this road and on my way back i'm, t- I'm calling him trying to find out where he's at and i just see that that little hog out of the corner of my eye dude. And once I, once I, I came out dude i was like oh dude i, I think it's a Xanthic. and i was like oh no it's just in shed and then i looked at it, it closer and it was definitely an Azanthic hog, man. That was...
4: He's downplaying it for sure. He, cool, he He's calling me. He's like, oh, dude, I think I found a hog. Or no, he he said he had a hog. He was already losing mind over the hog. And then he goes, oh, I think it's in Shed. He's looking at it again. Goes, oh, no, it's in Shed. And he lost it. Craziest phone call <laughs> I've ever had in my fucking <laughs> life. I swear.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's what it's all about, guys. You know? That's for what sure. it's all about.
3: Yeah, this year in general has been crazy, you know? Got life for Eye, life for Like, I mean, it it all just goes back to, like, this is the most time I've ever spent in the field. Like, I'm going out pretty much every weekend. I'm going out, like, weeknights as much as I can. Like, I wake up early for work. But I'm out in the middle of the desert, so I can do a two-, three-hour cruise you know and be back by 10 o'clock 9 o'clock 10 o'clock and it's not yeah. too bad
2: mm-hmm.
3: and like I, I can find sidewinders two minutes from my house Aatrox in my yard so
0: it's a way to do it man it's a way to do it Aatrox are
1: just the squirrels of the desert
4: <laughs> some pretty big squirrels if you're counting that man <laughs> them things be fucking big out here that's great
0: it's awesome
1: Dude, I'm still bummed that I I let that one get away that was under sitting under that, that shed on that property we were staying at in Texas.
0: Oh yeah, but
1: I was thinking about that the other day. That? I was like, shit, man. I think it was freaking smoking too. It was like you guys not got that a whitish banding. It was more like gold. It was just it was just a really good looking at atrox. Was...
3: You guys got a Airbnb Aatrox too?
1: Yeah. Yep. I was the only one that saw it, so there's no proof that it exists. But <laughs> Everyone else was still asleep. I woke up and was just walking around. I think it was like, I don't know, it was like between eight and 10 in the morning or something. It's just walking the property because the, the Airbnb we were on had, you know, a ton of space for all kinds of stuff. And sure mm-hmm. enough, right under the, sitting under the corner of the little shed off to the left of the, the place where you're staying, there's just a, an adult Aatrox just chilling there, coiled up. And as soon as I got near, as soon as I touched it with that hook, gone. Went right under that shed, and I couldn't get it. Couldn't get it out from under there. So, yeah, I we could hear are, it. It was rattling the entire time. Like I could hear it. It was definitely under there, but I had no way of of getting to it.
3: We had just pulled up to like the most. Like this thing came straight out of like the Amazon. This Airbnb we we're staying at, like it looked like a little expedition hut that should have been in the jungle. The really cool but, mountain background.
0: I, I, yeah, I gotta be honest, man. I loved that shack <laughs> yeah. because that shack. I love odds, man. Dude, the ombi um, i felt like I was in—I felt like I was in the Wild West, circa I don't know 1880s, and <laughs> it just felt—it just felt good. Like the, you didn't realize that there were there was electricity because like the lamps in the rooms that had light bulbs—they looked like old oil Damn lamps. No. Yeah, yeah, and like the stove had like n- these old knobs, and it was just—it was just an old. World desert pioneer feel to it. It was great, and it had all the old cowboy art all around. I thought it was great,
3: and it was on a ranch. Like you can, you tell, you can tell that they keep cattle there, you know. And so we we started walking around a little bit, and we all kind of made our way back inside. And I look out the back window. I'm like, oh hey guys, there's a board out there that we should flip. So we're all getting settled in, and like we're out front, like drinking beers or whatever. And then Rob comes back around. He's like, hey Dustin, you should go flip that board. And I was like, no way, there's actually something under it. And we all went back there and those little atrox under it.
0: Yeah, what did we name that guy? I don't remember. <laughs> but we gave him a name and now I can't remember. Damn.
4: I don't Probably be- Sancho or some shit.
0: What's funny is, is that every time we find these old buildings, like these old tool sheds and old decrepit houses, like there's always something creepy. Like, what was it at the Airbnb? It was like a photo album.
3: Oh yeah. And they're like, they're like shed. There's just yeah. photo albums full of like their kids and st- It was so weird,
0: but like from like the 1920s or something. Yeah,
3: and it, it wasn't was like crazy. a shed. Like it was a-, a shed that was falling apart.
0: Yeah, you could tell it was somebody's like tool shed with like workbenches on the inside, and like over the years it just got weathered and gutted, and now it was just full of black widows and crusty old photo albums, demons, creepy <laughs> <it's> haunted.
3: <laughs> so, Phil, you know, and Brandon, you know the spot, the house.
0: Yes, the, the infamous house. So I was there with Alex. Oh,
2: and- <laughs> oh no, fuck this,
3: dude. Yeah. I so I was there with this. Alex.
4: Scared me half to death.
3: <laughs> we were cruising like all night and one of our friends from California like was like randomly was like, Hey man, like I'm in Arizona, like where are you guys at? He's like, I'm pretty close to Tucson. And we're like, Oh, we're like two hours away right now, herping. Down if you want to come join us, and he's like, Cool, I'll be there. So he drives down and we're just like, all right, cool. We'll road cruise who so we can find around here. And like, we had a decent night. And then we go to like, like, let's go see if we can flip a club that's sleeping. We go there and like, like, oh, you want to see like a really like scary house? Cause it's one o'clock in the morning. And we go in there, dude. And we start like opening the doors and you, you know how all the doors are open usually. Well, one of yeah. them is closed and my friend Alex like pushed it open And it fell on a dude sleeping in this house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like the closest civilization is like an hour away. Yeah.
1: How fast did you get out of there?
3: Oh, so fast. Like, (laughs) so me and me and my friend from California were just like walking around the living room. There's like some dolls in there and it's pretty scary. And I was like, yeah, dude, like check this out. And then Alex comes busting through like the hallway, like into the living room. And we think we thought he just like dropped something and got scared then all of a sudden we just hear from like down the hallway like what the
2: hell are you doing and we're like what
3: the fuck and so like all of us like freeze for a second and he's like hello and then the dude starts yelling back at us so i just jump out the window that's busted and just start running back to the truck and all of them follow me it was
0: meanwhile this is exhilarating. Like, this is like very decrepit it's 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 literally a a tetanus shot waiting to happen burnt down yeah and and there's clubs everywhere. So, like, <laughs> oh, <dude.
2: laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like, and the scariest part is, like, you go
3: in there and there's, like, uh, there's always Dolls. a Bible on the kitchen counter that's always open to, like, different passages. Like, it's just super uh, weird vibes. Dude, Hard,
4: these guys man. took me there the next – yeah, they took me there the next day. I'm, like, after telling me this whole story and shit, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I don't want to go in here, dude. Alex and them are already in there going through shit and all that. And
3: I'm like, Yeah, you is oh. still there.
4: Dude, oh no, I was outside the house, dude. I was oh dude. I was well, it's
0: like I was when like- we were we were there looking at that one the one baby club that Rob found by the creek. And yeah. like <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, like I just remember Doc shining his flashlight into the broken windows. uh uh-huh. All I could think of was, all right, window number one, window number two, and then like window number three is just gonna be like a face there. A baby doll. <laughs> yeah, or they're like a, like a, like an old woman with white hair, just like oh, staring out,
3: like clear witch. Well, they yeah, like dude. we started going up. Justin and I started going up, and then like someone had come there before and like set one of the dolls in the window.
0: Oh, that's so <laughs> fucked up.
3: Yeah, and that was his first time being there, and he's like goes up and he's like, oh, maybe I do need my flashlight because the sun's starting <laughs> to set. <spit. laughs> So he turns around and we go get flashlights to go back in there. Oh my god. But when you
1: guys went back the dude was gone.
3: Yeah,
4: I yeah. The the dude is gone, but there it looked like somebody was living there. I went there well where do we go the next weekend or was it the same weekend? I can't remember.
3: No, we went there. Where did we go? We went there the like Memphis. like next couple of days we went there cuz we went to the other side of the mountain when you came.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I kind of wonder how many times it's happened to that guy too. Or it's like the middle of the night, and some people <laughs> randomly just come walking in looking for snakes. Dude, I've been there.
3: Time time I, I've been there a lot. I've been there a lot of times, and I've never like I've never seen anyone in there.
4: Hmm. <laughs> That's It's crazy. It's probably the craziest thing I've ever fucking seen.
0: Yeah, it makes for great stories, though you know, great stories, great herping, <laughs> absolutely awesome.
1: I'm sure that guy's somewhere telling everybody the the, the <laughs> same story.
2: He got a door <laughs> dropped yeah, on when was, He was sleeping.
1: I was sleeping, and all of a sudden, my door <laughs> fell on me, and I hear these three dudes in the
0: living room yeah, saying he came, hello. He came home drunk. His wife kicked him out. You know, you guys Walk, knocked down. four
3: hours to. Abandoned yeah. house in the
0: middle yeah. of the woods. Exactly. Oh man,
1: trying to get away from people, and it turns out he can't.
0: Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy.
1: <laughs> so that's why I stay strapped.
0: <laughs> stay
1: strapped,
3: or get it, motherfucker. Okay. Usually I do too, but I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna go here real quick." So I left my gun in the truck. There's never anybody. Never anybody <laughs> yeah. in there. It's fine. You never need it till you need it.
0: Yeah, Gron. Do you do you put your seatbelt on right before the car crash?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I would have been out of there in a heartbeat. Been I mean, like,
3: yeah. As soon not, as I got, as soon as I got yelled back, I just boop through the window, gone. Not
1: <laughs> not getting cut by some crackhead man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez, in the middle of nowhere, no less.
3: Oh.
1: What if it? What if it actually wasn't even a person there, and it was just a ghost?
3: Probably would have felt a little bit better. Not yeah, maybe that's
1: maybe that's why you hadn't seen anybody else there because it wasn't a person; it was a ghost. That was like, I don't know. Casey's all. Casey can is all about that that creepy, abandoned, haunted shit. I'm not.
3: Well, if Casey comes out here;
1: he
4: can go there. He can go talk to the dude. He would have had a f- fun conversation oh, with him. Casey he's probably good. would. You, you, well, you like say that, but Casey would straight <laughs> up <start a> conversation. <laughs> we,
2: were,
3: we were like, we were driving away, and I was like, man, I kind of want to go back and just like find out why he's there,
1: make sure he's okay, <laughs> <laughs> just drop the door on him.
0: Yes, slightly concussed.
3: Like, how did you end up here? Are what you are online? you doing here? They say, what are yeah. you doing here?
4: Homeboy was seeing, seeing demons after you smacked him with the door. Yeah, right. Excuse me, sir.
0: Uh, sorry to barge in on you, but have you seen any clobber eye?
3: <laughs> He's the one hiding all the pyros. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, right, right. Fuck.
0: I won't lie, man. When you, you hyped up that one you h- hyped up that one trail we went on that ended in like the little waterfall with the chubs. Mm-hmm. I was so hoping to find a pyro on that hike, man. Yeah. So I mean,
3: hoping. it was a good spot, but I only I only see like one a year.
0: I don't have those figured yeah. out yet.
3: Yeah. And it's always random. Like, it's always different temperatures.
0: Like, I don't know yet. Dude, I keep them in captivity, and I still don't have them figured out. <laughs> oh. One day, man. One day. Well boys, are we at that mark? I think so. Me too. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to touch base on?
1: Time change is killing me.
0: Dude, it's murder, man. Yeah, I don't have you boys in Arizona (laughs) are it takes me a solid week to get over daylight savings time. Sucks. It's
1: dumb. Where can people follow you guys?
3: Um, You can follow me on gecko.sphere on Instagram, um, S P H E R E, and keep up with the herping. Herping picture is probably going to slow down a little bit, go back to some of the captive stuff. But yeah, that's where I post everything. Shoot me a message if you just want to talk snakes or lizards.
2: Uh, yeah.
4: I'm at uh, cult underscore scur- uh, serpents. Um, yeah, probably some old Herpen photos. A lot of captive shit. Nothing too crazy over here.
0: It's all good. Keep it up, boys. Keep it up.
1: Yeah, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there are some new sizes that will be being, will be being released soon. Um, just keep an eye out for that and then go and check out Puget Sound Pythons on Facebook and Instagram as well. Find folks of the Pacific Northwest doing some awesome stuff
0: that you should. Big be intro.
1: That's right. Uh, Corn Stars, I believe, is happening this week, so pretty excited about that. Um, we are working on the like the THN awards. Um, If you go to our Facebook page, we we have a a people's choice section where you can nominate people that we will then have people vote on once we have it narrowed down. Um, That's on our on our Facebook page. Like I said, it's pinned right at the top. So you can go on there and you just real quick type in whoever you think should be nominated for the people's choice. Doesn't have to be someone we've had on the show. Uh, So, yeah, we will see everybody later.
0: New episode of Venom Exchange Radio. Go check it out.
1: Yeah. Thank
4: you, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks, Thanks, guys. guys.
1: Thanks, guys.